Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Fans Power Podcast. I am Nathan Kennedy. I am here with Tyler Baker and Joe Amato. And uh, Joe wanted me to start the show off because it might be a little inconsistent. We might drop a few frames. It, it might look kind of shitty, but you guys are used to Joe's uh, video setup anyway, so you know what's going on. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how this is going to go. The audio is probably going to be fine, but we're, it'll probably get really, really, really jittery on the video. So we might have to, at the end of the day, just pre-record these and then upload them to the YouTube channel ahead of time. It, 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 to, right now, it's already looking kind of not great. I might go into the settings and try to adjust some stuff here to maybe make it better. Or maybe it'll stabilize after some time. We'll see. So uh, you guys bear with us. And I uh, hope you guys enjoy the show. Guys, how's it going? Doing just fine here. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, make do. And and if you if we decide to go to pre-recordings, uh, we'll still do fan questions. We'll just have to do them a week later. But we'll still honor all the things. I mean, because, I mean, hell, if you, if you, a long list of this podcast, we used to pre-record these things back in the day on Skype. So we're kind of coming full circle here. Um, so it's not nothing we're not used to, but if you're new or relatively new to this podcast, it's just, uh, it won't be as convenient in terms of interaction and stuff like that. So, um, but we'll make sure everybody that was there, I'm sure Joe will acknowledge every Tom, Dick and Harry that's in the chat room. We'll answer all the questions and yes, I am wearing a shirt here tonight. So if people have a lot of remarks about me wearing a shirt, uh, we'll, we can get to that as well, <laughs> but we can't see any of it right now. So, and as for me. I, uh, I just, well, my computer has crashed, so there is no computer in front of me. I, I can't see any of the comments or anything that's going on right now. Um, I was even having internet issues. Um, also, when we went to Skype, for some reason, when I'm using the headset now, I can't hear you guys through the headset. But when I speak, you guys can hear me through the headset. But if I switch the options and I can hear through here, you could It's just, it's all backwards. I don't even know what's going on. Yeah, I, but, think, I, mean, I think everything's just going to be kind of... Uh... It's a transitional period, so I, I'm already getting the thing here. It says video output low, which is uh, completely yeah. expected. OBS is just a, it's a weird program, and I, I know there's a StreamYard thing, but they have like a, a, a pay setup, and there we go. It's already like dropping to like zero and bouncing back up. So, God. Yeah, this is going to be a clusterfuck of a show. So, I, I, I mean, honestly, we're, we're probably going to look at just pre-recording these, and then I can yeah. premiere them on YouTube in the same time slot, and we can uh, still have the chat room interacting with everybody and kind of kind of go from there. It might make it a bit easier in the long run. Yeah, so we'll just start doing that from here on out. Uh, there's no sense in doing this for two straight, I mean, three straight weeks of, of trying to make this do, I mean... Do we want to still try and do a video here, or should we just stop and do a, 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 a recording? I, I mean, that's that's uh, that's up to you guys. It, it kind of just goes backwards and forth. Yeah, because you said they could still hear us, correct? But yeah. just the video... Is yeah, yeah, the <laughs> audio aspect of it should be good. Uh, how about... Uh, hmm. I don't know. I, I honestly, I, I really don't know. 
I mean, we got. Because yeah, I no, I mean, you know how my uh, I mean, excuse me, my video always sucks, anyways. Well, yeah, but, know... but the video for you now actually looks pretty good, at least on my end when I'm looking at. But obviously, they're not gonna get the same thing. Like it's, it's dropping, it's dropping pretty good. And it, it can does... you see? Uh, just to let you know, or I mean, not to let you know, to ask, can you see the chat room to see what they can, what they're saying? They oh, see I, here? Well, I can, I can see right here and just the the. Uh, the video that's going on too it's kind of like blurry and stuff but we got uh tags meaning animations and brown rick poe she flex febbon grim 2 uh, those are the guys that have popped in yeah it needs to be live video is only needed for certain images yeah i agree but if it's going to be like this the entire time why well, what's the point of even like if the video is not going to be smooth then kind of defeats the purpose so uh yeah. Uh, so yeah, if for uh, all right, well, all right, we'll just as long as because uh, Erica's she's she's listening right now too, and she said she can hear us great, but just the the, the yeah, visual yeah, flash. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. The video is gonna be okay. All right, the well then we'll just shits. all right, just we just have to uh, just enjoy the audio and not not yeah. worry about it. We uh, we appreciate people who watch the videos, but starting next week we'll have a better video for you. So just buy into the audio uh, for this week, and and then next week we'll we'll have a much more. Uh, uh, better uh presentation for everybody so just appreciate the audio and try to uh ignore the the visual as best you can so yeah well like you said we'll figure out things but it's just a it's a learning process anyways i mean if we were to like you said just do it to record videos and upload them or if we were to for a while just do audio so we still interacted with them but we'll see what works best but uh yeah at least like you said we're on right now so well tyler what kind of new news did you uh hear what's going on and then we could get into our other topics, but we'll yeah. see if there's any recent stuff. It wasn't necessarily news, but uh, me and Erica went to go see a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which was not as good as I hoped it would have been. Um, and there was a trailer for a piece of shit called Charlie's Angels, which they're remaking that. And in that is the guy who's being cast to play He-Man. And to see the guy who's been cast to play He-Man on the screen, interacting... I'm like, oh my god, like this movie's doomed. Uh, I'm just looking at this 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 putz that has is just he, visually he uh, regardless like putting on weight or whatever he just does not have the face to be anything remotely close to anybody that's in the universe of Master of the Universe. Like the visually, the guy just does not look. I I just I mean physically, I don't care how good a shape he. I mean he's just gonna have a face you want to hit with a shovel. Like, he's just going to have that kind of face that, that fans are going to like, God, I just want to smack the shit out of the guy. I don't care if he's a nice guy. It looks terrible as he, man. So just seeing that, I'm like. I, I'm going says- to have to interject real quick and say that I actually did. I enjoyed Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, I, I get that. I, what, what was your main complaint? Is that the, the story didn't, there wasn't like a, it was, a it goal was the, in mind? And I. I, I'm not a fan of Tarantino's work. I've told Nathan this; he's known it for years. But I really like the idea of kind of like a, what I thought was supposed to be like a behind-the-scenes or docudrama of the of the of the film industry in 1969. That you know, during the backdrop of of the Manson family murders, and the acting is great, but it was just a clusterfuck of stuff. It's just things that, that just don't go anywhere. And I know he, he, Tarantino loves to jump back and forth from past to present in the story that he's telling. But just from, like, I, it's, you kind of get don't really get invested in it because you don't know what to get invested in. 
And um, God, and, and plus, you know, he did what like he did with Inglorious Bastards with how they end up like killing Hitler and and the Nazis all in the theater. He kind of goes that route with this if you haven't seen it, which kind of feels like I just went along for the ride. I I I liked it. I, I and that's the thing. I feel like if you don't like Tarantino shit, you're not gonna like this. Bottom but I, line. I I I really thought it was going to be a, a, an interesting film. I genuinely did. I was like very excited to see it because of you know not just because the cast, but I thought it was an interesting idea. And God, I I think within 30 minutes, I was like, man, this this movie's just a bore. It's just you can't get into it. There's nothing to get excited or invested in it's just stuff just stuff happening and you know i mean listen kill bill you're working towards something and in glorious bastards there's you know trying to take down the nazis this is just stuff happening um but my point my point was is that charlie's angels had had our upcoming he-man and i'm like god he just does not look like someone i would want to see running around on screen as a leading man and he was playing some slob flirting around with one of the girls let me really quick as well, because I'm going to change one setting, but I'll probably have to stop streaming real quick and then restream. So this this will kind of probably uh, break up a little bit, but I think it'll work better the way that it was before. I thought I would just change something and see if that would help, but it looks like that it's not doing that. But it's also confirming that I, I think guys kind of going from here on out will probably just record the video itself and then upload it to YouTube so everything looks smoother because this looks horrible. So I will do this real quick and we'll get it uh, booted back up so you guys hang tight. It'll take like two seconds. doesn't know where to stop. It's just running all over the place. Just no coherency at all, no flow, just stuff. I, I hit stream again. So uh, we're back up. Okay. Hopefully that will just uh, connect everything. But, uh, Tyler, I will agree with you on the Charlie's Angels trailer. God, why are they doing that? Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, you see him, and you're just like, yeah, this this dude, is, he... we'll see where it goes. But I'll, I'll go ahead and, and bounce out, and I'll just kind of uh, mute my mic, and I'll, I'll let you guys get to what you need to. And hopefully this will start to... It already looks like it's it's run a little bit smoother, so maybe it'll it'll maintain that. I was just messing with a lot of settings and trying to figure this out as best I could, but it actually looks pretty solid right now. Maybe that will cool. that'll work better for everybody and it'll be new and improved. All right. All right. Have a good show. All I'll be, right. Thank I'll, you. I'll be back for uh, questions. All right. But uh, that yeah, that was uh, Joe. Yeah. Oh, can you hear me? I'm okay. hoping. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like a, a brief lag there, but yeah, that that was my current news, and uh, I've just been told that I need to address my sleeve it, or why I'm not wearing a tank top tonight. Um, okay. Uh, Erica issued a friendly challenge to see if I could actually come on here and wear uh, the shirt that I was wearing this evening. So, all right, challenge accepted here. So, I expected. Uh, apparently, there's a lot of remarks in the chat room. I think people are up What's in there? arms. They're they're making. Uh, remarks. I don't know if they're upset with me. They're mad at me. They're like, oh, I can't see his arms. I, I don't know what. Or oh, look, he's covered up his arms. Thank God. I have no idea what's going on. But I was told to address the issue. So I'm, I'm honoring her um, her challenge to me. Is So next week I'll be back to classic tank tops. But uh, people are wondering why. That is the reason why. There you go. Okay. No, I didn't even. You know, what's funny is it's things i guess i don't you know like you said i guess a lot of people like joking about the tank tops all the time for me i just i don't even think about it. it's like oh 
here's Tyler. We're talking. Oh, yeah. And that's why I feel like if people had watched the podcast in the early days, like I think there were times where I was wearing a shirt. Um, I've done it before on Capes and Commentaries, but I, I really think it's people who watched it and made it. I, I just wear them out of comfort and it just kind of grew. And, you know, it's like, oh, no, you don't wear it because you're comfortable. Like, yes, I do. But if you're going to say other, you're gonna say other things, then I can't stop saying that. But like, would um, it look weird if I didn't have the scarf on? I never really thought about that. Does that look awkward? No. Does it look like I'm no, 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 no. You not wearing a mask. <laughs> so, you, you know, I gotta put it back I, out. I, I, I'm, I'm just curious. Like, does your father know what you look like? Does your sister know what you look like? Does your grocery store clerk, or anybody at your local clerk, do they know what you look like? Does the people at McDonald's do they know what you look like? I'm used to shades and a hat or something, so I still got it. Are, are, are you are you dressed up like like Tom Hanks in Philadelphia? You wear the sunglasses, the hood, the scarf wrapped around your face, and everything. And all they can see <laughs> is there is someone of Caucasian. Under amidst all this clothing here, who's trying to order a number five at McDonald's here? So, do you imagine? Do you imagine if I was at a bunch of conventions and I'm actually interacting with people, people see me, but they still don't know it's Joe. So it's like I could have been at San Diego Comic Con. Maybe I was at a Power Con. Maybe I'll be at Power Con. But well, you already know that ain't gonna happen. Oh, we we, we know you as cheap as you are. Like I, yeah, <laughs> yeah ain't gonna <laughs> even even if Mr. Staples himself bought you a first class ticket. Buy I'm like in a whole row by yourself. You ain't got to share a seat with anybody. A nice hotel room. You get security into the building so people don't see you coming in. So they don't like that's him. You still say I'm kind of busy, man. I mean, I, I've I've got this memoir thing I'm writing here. I've got to go criticize Nathan and Tyler how they play Turtles in Time, and see? I just I can't I do it, man. That's right. See, you know me well. But, um, well, as for the new news that I could think of, the only thing is um, Super 7 tomorrow is supposed to make the announcement about uh, Thundercats. And we're yep. assuming it'd be about classics. Now, what I've seen in multiple groups, it's it's the rumors. I don't know how much is actual official, but they were saying that maybe they were going to show or at least announce about what was going to be in the next wave where you'll have Tigra, Slive, uh, Jaga, and Groon. And... I thought they said something along the lines of they don't have the rights to use Mattel's molds for the other figures. So I don't know if that means there'll be a new Lionel. I mean, I'm not quite sure. Again, that's speculation of just things I've seen in groups. I don't know if that was official. And I didn't know if you've seen that post anywhere of the one I'm pertaining to. I, the only thing I saw was what Kevin tagged us in. So I went to their um, Instagram page and saw like the, the image um, and, and that's it. So, I mean, hell, it doesn't even say classics, but at, uh, San Diego when it was brought up on camera with Pixel Dan, it was it clearly sounded like classics were the thing they were looking to try and reveal. I really can't see Super Seven wanting to go back and re-release uh, the figures that were done by Mattel a while back just to get people another opportunity. I kind of feel like those are not too hard to find on the secondary market. Hell, some play, some online toy stores have even still got them in stock to buy. So. I mean, they're not that hard to find, but, you know, people love to charge out the ass for anything that's current like this stuff. But uh, I see them just trying to pick up where left off where we're supposed to get Jaga and Groon. And uh, I, I'd, like, I'd like to think, well, and then I, I don't know if they're going to do four at a time because Super 7's always done like four figures at a time. But um, I'd like to think that whatever, if this announcement is saying, hey, we'll be doing Thundercat Classics that they can at least try and of course we know what scares me is anytime something thundercats related like that's good 
is announced, it's immediately taken away. And I, I just feel like it's just been this this curse surrounding that property. Um, that it, it just something all and I always feel like is it Warner Brothers? Is Warner Brothers the, always always the culprit that's pulling the carpet out from everybody that's enjoying this line and says, ah, oh, you know what? Uh, we're we're gonna take away the rights. We want too much more money or some shit like that. And I I'd like to think that whatever they announce is a plan of longevity that it won't be like four more figures and then they're done and not not something of their fault but just something that warner brothers or mattel decides oh they're going to get back in the game so de delay it we're, we're, and we'll, we'll, we'll do a line and launch that in like two more years or some shit like that you know i i really really hope that it's a sign of like okay we're going to do these first four figures we'll have a pre-order open uh towards the end of august and then we'll have the next four announced at the beginning of 2020 or something like It'd be that. Nice. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. A, a roadmap. Yeah, exactly. Letting you know yeah. the four. Like maybe the next four could be Chitara and Linkso, Bengali, or you know. I mean, well, did, did they do Linkso yet? No, no. I can't see now. Okay, no, okay. No, yeah, we, yeah. We would need uh, Chitara. We need Tigra. Uh, we need Snarf. We need Linkso and uh, Bengali to complete the Thunder. Oh, and Jaga, of course. But then I, I, I want the monkey. God, God, we have to. Oh my God, I want a monkey in so bad in classes. I can't stand it. And a Vulture Man, a Rotaro, the the Lone Attacks, the Berserkers, Safari Hachiman. Joe, Hachiman, Captain Cracker, yeah. Captain Shiner. I mean, it, it's a, such a long list of just you know figures from the line, the, the, the actual toyland, let alone characters that appeared in the animated series. So there's yeah, some longevity. Have a consistent, like you said, possible roadmap of yes. you know every X amount of months something because you know it, it's kind of all up in the air. It's like okay, we, we know Funko did the you know the Savage World ones, and I told you some people didn't really flip over them, some people liked them, but others were expecting the other four. It's like those are in limbo. Like, is it because possibly the Thundercats licenses with Super Seven, and maybe that's why Funko can't do these, or is it you know regulated to certain size? You know, I don't know. I don't know the yeah, things, but I, yeah, I I. I quite bothered about that why there was never any kind of announcement and and, and i know like if, if if that's the reason i wish funko would release a statement that they can no longer even if they can't say why just tell us they're not coming because i i, I kind of it's, it's unfortunate because there was such excitement when those figures were announced like i never yeah. saw a negative comment uh, about any of that stuff so i'm like I'm, the i don't figures that we were waiting yeah. for and then now, no Conan, because, is again, is it because they're doing Conan six-and-a-half-inch ones? But, of course, that's based on the comic style, not the movie. Yeah, what not they're the movie, doing yeah. Seven. So it's like, I'd still think that, well, Funko, they should be able to do the movie ones. But, again, we don't know. And it, it's kind of terrible when things can be left in limbo. Like you said, an official statement could kind of help. But maybe legally they can't say this stuff. I know nothing about the inside. But, but at least just I tell us know. you're not doing it. Just tell us that. I, that that's what bothers me, is that if you can't continue this line, just you don't you. If you you know, I, you know, I I get the whole business standpoint that these people are bound legally to not disclose the reasons why a lot of this stuff never comes to fruition. But if it's been canceled, just issue a statement, even if it's just three words on Instagram. This line is canceled, or four words, and 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 then okay, then we can speculate and do what traditional typical fanboys are going to do, which is come up with theories and bullshit. And do all these videos. Find out the reason why the Funko Thunkers line was canceled. You know, check out my video because I've got the inside scoop. No, you don't. You're just an asshole with an opinion. And I just give us something. Just let us know is it coming or not. You know, 
and that, that that's what I, I mean I really thought there was such um possibilities with that Funko uh uh five inch line with Thundercats and yeah. what they could do with that line of course with Conan and and DC Primal Age like could we get like more DC characters in, in that kind of style you know it's just it's unfortunate that um you know all they all they're going to be churning out now is just shitty pop figures because yeah, I was into every one of those five and a half inch figures. I they was were too. And it is, again, sad to see that, I don't know, maybe it's coming to an end. Don't know, but hopefully it won't come to an end. But, yeah, well, at least Thundercats, like I said, you can expect some kind of announcement tomorrow. So hopefully it'll be something good. And that's pretty much, I think, all the recent news. But uh, now if you want to go into some of the topics, I didn't know if you want to start off with maybe our character profile, which would be on Shadow Weaver, which we could discuss this character that, has always been a frightening, intimidating, well-written, beautiful-looking design of a character, but not somebody that I want to sympathize with. <laughs> Meaning, that's something they're doing in the new she show, which is just has Oh, wow, that was a shocker. Okay, I mean, yeah, it's a new thing. It's like, we have to sympathize with her and pity her, and oh, will she maybe join the Princess Alliance? Like, I don't want this stuff. What is this new direction? I, th I think they even announced this for, like, um, the upcoming Black Widow movie. There's a person that's writing on the movie, and she said that what she wants to do going forward is make it to where there's more sympathetic villains and less action. I'm like, what oh, the man. hell are you talking about? When we as, as comic fans, as cartoon fans, as anybody that's always looked, you know, these comic book movies, cartoons, anything, we like our action adventure. We don't have to pity every villain, but when they're outright saying it, and then I even see it in the new Shira, it's like, there's just something going on with this new generation. I don't get it's like why are we why do we have to pity everybody? Can we just have somebody being evil for the sake of being evil? So I'll let you start off. Let's get talking about somebody the original evil shadow weaver. Not this new one, but go ahead, Todd. Yeah, I, I yeah, because otherwise if, if you hadn't pulled me in, I, I would have ran the gauntlet again of, of, of why Hollywood makes shitty villains and uh, fans shouldn't be okay with it. I don't think fans should be laughing at Loki. They shouldn't be laughing at any Marvel villain, any DC villain, any Star Wars villain, and sure as hell, nothing should be funny about the villains and Master of the Universe. And that includes Princess of Power, too. Um, it just shows you how clueless that staff is when it comes to you know their uh, knowledge or character portrayals of that show because they just see it as, oh, that's old. You know, I, and I, I felt like, well, you know, then uh, you got the brain of an ice cube. You know, you, you don't pay attention to things and you, you know and it. It, you, you, i'm sorry i mean you, but you just said no. right there if, a lot of times they say it's old and it's old stuff you know we don't do that no more well how about this leave our old stuff alone and write your own new stuff and let's see if everybody just clamors and goes to it and gravitates and says wow look how amazing this is it's like take a chance on a completely brand new concept cartoon comic anything don't touch our old stuff that's oh it's just terrible and then put your spin on it then nobody likes yeah because if that were the case we wouldn't be still they wouldn't be making movies and merchandise for a movie that came out in 1977 oh mm -hmm. but it's old though oh uh, yeah but uh uh well it, it, uh uh it, yeah yes just take your ball and go home asshole um shadow weaver is uh i mean i i i, I to me She's a character that I know has been somewhat explored in her past, and I, I would disagree that that should ever be. Um, and I, I think that for most of the He-Man villains, not to say that some 
couldn't benefit from a little bit of a backstory, but that's what makes, I mean, we're doing this right now because these characters look, if, if the princess of power cartoon and the human cartoon were so shitty, I don't think the vast majority of us adult men and women would be celebrating and talking about it and purchasing it on DVD and maybe one day Blu-ray and doing, you know, uh, fan art and fan edits of this and that and discussing it if it was that bad. You know, I, I, if we were so, again, didn't mean to cut you off, but and again, if we were so sexist, we wouldn't be talking about Princess of Power and all the beloved characters that we have loved all these years. And like you said, kept alive and, you know, alive through fandoms of websites, Facebook groups, and a lot of other places on social media. If we were so sexist, we never would be talking about it. But we loved it back then because it was just a great cartoon with great characters, told an amazing story. And how could you go wrong with that? No, it's it's just one of those things where I, I think a lot a lot of the issues is people are are all about the moment, the mo- and the moment is now, which is why people turn in, turn a, a movie that's going to be quickly forgotten within a month or so after it comes out, but it's the moment. Like this, I have to be here. This is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. And within a month, you, you've forgotten that you even saw it. It left no impression on you. There's no uh, revolving door that brings you back to it. You're not researching about it. You're not uh, pining or thinking about or theorizing about sequels. Like, no, no. Okay, move on to the next big thing. Um, I think that's the mentality. And that's why they're not looking back at any of this classic material that, you know, I think a lot of people would even say that we, we and we do this a lot too, and I think I mean, we're clearly are guilty of it, but we, we dissect a lot of these stories and these characters to such levels that when the people who wrote this stuff, and Robbie London pretty much said, you know, he never really thought of a, thought about the way that we're thinking about it, but, but we're the viewers. We're looking at it completely different than what the writers and the animators and such were, had intended at times. But it just shows that if we're pointing this stuff out, and Shadowway was a prime example of a character that's shrouded in mystery, the less said about her, the, the you know, the better. Because a character that is cloaked up, much like my co-host, makes them mysterious, and you want to know more about them. But if you're given insight, it can never be as exciting as what your imagination come up with. And a character yeah. like Shadow Weaver, she benefits so much from not knowing that much about her. Like I. I'm fine with the fact that she was like, you know, buddies with Castle Spella when they were young girls, but becomes corrupt by ultimate power. I think that's a, a, a simple storyline. I like that. But that's it. I don't need to know about her previous relationships. I don't need to know about the in-depth friendship of with her and Castle Spella. Like that's unnecessary bullshit. You know, it's it it's you know, it's it's more fun. That's why Darth Vader was so much more fun when you didn't know much not much about him because of the mystique of the character. You know, the same thing works for Skeletor and Shadow Weaver herself too. And it, even as a kid, I know. I mean, yeah, you did wonder at times what she looked like, but it, it it was never something I really thought about that much because her presence was so frightening on screen. The way the way Melinda Britt did her voice it was such a. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Melinda Britt that did her voice, but anyway. Um, but it's what you said. It's what's left to the you know the imagination. Meaning, even when they showed her, like you said before, she was Shadow Weaver. And remember, it wasn't the cartoon where she was called Light Spinner. That was from the UK stuff. Yeah. The UK magazines. That's when we found about Light Spinner. But you're right. When we seen in the filmation cartoon, when she was, you could say in a human form. Even then, she had like She's a veil. Up, yeah. 
Yeah, it was genius. Like you said, it's like you don't need to, you know, give every bit of a backstory. You just found out that, yes, she got corrupt and that jewel and just the thought of if she would have got the full power of that, it's like, my God, how she's already so damn powerful. But if she would have got all the full power of that jewel, she could have been unstoppable. But I also like like what you said. Sure, you kind of wonder what's behind that veil? What does she look like? But just the reaction from the kid when she lifted and you seen from the back and he's seen her face in horror. It's like that tells it all. That shows this is one horrific looking creature that you don't need to see. You just knew from his reaction that's bad. And plus, are we ever our expectations are so high of what we wonder what's yeah. behind a mask. And when you see it, you're usually left like, oh. That was it. You know, I mean, you get a picture if they would have showed her like, oh, there's shadowy. It's like you said with Darth Vader. When that mask came off and you seen that weird face, I remember thinking, huh? Even as a kid, I was like, oh, that, that's weird. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see what Shadow Weaver looks like under that, you know, behind the veil. Yeah, and obviously, as, as kids, you don't you don't understand the logic in that. You just you're 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 shown something you're not given the complete, full like answer to, and you're like, I, I must know. But even even with Orko, like when you watch Donald Dragoon and in, in Silhouette and Shadow, you see him reveal, you kind of see the shape of his head, which was a nice touch. And yes, it was it was like, oh man, so close to know what he looks like. But then we go about our lives like I was not consumed by it. I, I enjoyed and appreciated that bit of mystery there. And um, it's just something that these current writers just either... You know, I, I'm sure they have some sort of like nonsense PC bullshit logic behind like why we need to make Shadow Weaver a sympathetic villain, as if like, and I, and also I, I really feel like that's become such a trend today. And maybe it's easier for people to feel like they're adding something special or unique by making all the villains that all redeemable, which I kind of feel like, well, then they're not really villains. You know, and I, I something I, I I heard James Earl Jones say about playing uh, Thulsa Doom and Darth Vader, and pretty much addressing how people play villains in cinema in general is that if you have fun with the villains, you take away their credibility. This this villain has to truly believe in their motives, and that if they're doing this particular act towards some peasants, if they're if they're burning this family alive for not paying their taxes. You have to follow through with that, and they believe that they're doing the right thing, but that's what makes them the villain. You can't adding these layers like it's it's cute every now and then, and the case it will work, but it's it's overflowing our stories today. I don't know if they do it in the comics because I haven't read a good comic in, in God knows how long, so I have to read all the old stuff. And you know what? Reading old Amazing Spider-Man or old X-Men, the villains are villains, and they are set in their ways. They're not changing. And the only way they're stopped is if the heroes kick their ass. And that is it. And you know what? Reading stories, comics from the 1970s and 80s, hell, even the 60s, are far more entertaining than the stories they're telling today because, you know, they're, they're, they're troubled or they're complicated. Like, it's just, you know, it's, it doesn't benefit any of us to know that they are scarred by something and that we really just want to give them a damn hug. Like, it, it's not entertaining. And what's funny about that is just, you know, you speaking of villains, which, of course, always will trans transition me into like the horror movies it's funny how you can portray things because exactly what we said if you have a sympathetic villain you can look at characters differently meaning when halloween came out and when i was a kid right from the start that michael myers i was like my god this is just like 
an unstoppable killer. He was evil. That's it. No explanation. Even from the start, they didn't go a whole backstory about him in the original Halloween. Just a kid that just decided to, bam, kill his sister. He's standing there with a knife. Years later, bam, he's on a killing spree. And it took many, you know, movies later to say, oh, a curse of a thorn, which pissed a lot of people off. Like, oh, now I have a And myself. And then Freddy Krueger. Evil just to be evil. Of course, later on you find out, oh, and he got burned and they took his kids away or his daughter away and, and all this sympathy. It's like, I don't want to feel sorry, but here's what's weird. Jason, my favorite horror character, I was never really scared, scared of him because from the get-go, you find out that it was this boy that drowned, he wasn't being watched, and you felt sorry for him. So for me, here's what's weird. Jason, every time I seen him from the first, you know, from part two where he started being the killer, I was like, Kill them all. It's like I felt sympathy for him. I was like, this poor kid drowned. And isn't that weird? It's like you said, you give sympathy to some, you get a whole different interpretation. So Jason, to me, is I told you in my head as a kid, he was never a villain. For me, he was like this kind of hero. I've always said my heroes growing up, as bizarre as it was, was He-Man and Jason. And it's weird. So that's why, yes, when you want somebody evil, I just want an evil character, you know, like, J you know, um, Freddy. And Michael, I wish they would have just stayed evil and not then later on, oh, let's give a reason why they're evil. It's like, oh, now I feel bad for you. I don't want to. All right. Two, two things to, to, to attach to that. Is Jason a villain when he kills that poor girl on the side of the road eating a banana? No, I just can't help it. I couldn't help it. Even as a kid, no, it's just like she, she just got it. That was it. It's just no, no, So even though I she's minding and hoping someone would give her a lift somewhere and he just puts a knife <laughs> through her throat. You still thought, well, she had it coming. I mean, you know. You know what's in my head, I always thought, you're at his place. He sees you as somebody that, like, killed his mother. Yes, Anybody but this is on the road. This ain't at the lake or anywhere near it. This is way down the road. It's a bad thought. But, yep, for me, Jason was just never a killer. I felt so bad for him. See, and that's what I don't want. It's what I was just saying. I don't want right, to have that. All right, what, what about um, – um, his name's not uh, not Paul, not Paul, because he was the lead counselor. But um, uh, the guy in the wheelchair, part two. Oh, the one that. Okay, I did feel bad when he got the hatchet in the face because he was in a weird. I did. Okay, I did feel bad for no, him I be, because I'm, I'm just saying. Look, you know, playing uh, what happened to Jason in part one. Yeah, and this is tied in the Shadow Weaver. People, we'll, we'll try and bring it back to <laughs> Shadow Weaver here. This was not intended. This is just. The rabbit hole that this podcast is constantly creating for itself. Yeah, but, speaking of, yeah, just evil. Yeah, yeah. but I, I, I can understand that, you know, the people that were neglectful of Jason in the 60s that, that let him drown, um, you know, I understand, like, them being held accountable and that, there were, you know, some of them were murdered. Not all of them, but it's, it's, it's safe to say at least two of them were killed and not really the rest of the counselors. But, uh, but then after that, Trying to reopen the camp, Mrs. Voorhees loses it. Okay, I get that. But, like, part three, he wanders to that convenience store and kills the couple running the store. What the hell for, if not just being a villain? There's nothing to sympathize with Jason in part three at the beginning of that film. When they're nowhere near the lake, he just wanders around, you know, even if he's just wanting food, he's got to kill them first. Like people who are minding their own business, working a mom and pop store, they get killed. You cannot defend that or feel sorry for Jason when he's going around doing stuff like that, though. That's what makes him a villain. That, no, you're right with that one. But 
just unfortunate with me. I, do I, I have to keep you know, going down? Can't you just say you no. love the character for what he does? Like, don't tell me that you sympathize with this character. I I just I just used to always feel so bad for him. So anyway, oh god, it's terrible. But uh, yeah. So that's the yeah. Like I said, that's the bad thing that can happen is sometimes what can be put in your head. But yeah, that's why I don't want any sympathetic you know type of villains for Shadow Weaver. That's why you know it's it's weird when I think about Evil Lynn and Shadow Weaver. I remember Evil Lynn. I always thought, my God, this is somebody that could probably even if Skeletor was taken out, Evil Lynn's somebody I felt like she could take over and be the leader of the Evil Warriors. But there was at times, like especially like uh, with the Witch and the Warrior, when I thought. Oh, she's working with Tila. This is kind of cool, you know. In in my head, for a second, I thought it'd be different if she was a good guy. But as for Shadow Weaver, I've never got that feel. I yeah. never had that feel of man. I'd like to see her be on the side of good for a second. I always thought I just want that, her to that be pure. Visually, that thought. looked just completely wrong. Like I, I, and you said, well, why is it different if He Man and Skeletor teaming up, or Shira and Hordak temporary, or something like that? Shadow Weaver, like just her visual alone, permits her. From having anything positive to do in, in terms of like a, a brief team up or something like that, she just you can't look at that character like Mantana. I could almost get away with in the cartoon because <laughs> he's played the full. And there are times because the Hordak slapping around, you do kind of feel sorry for him at times. But then I think for one of my favorite episodes, for Want of a Horse, which is my favorite Shadow Weaver portrayal, um, where I feel sorry for Mantana, and then he turns on Shira immediately. And I, I remember as a kid, like poor Mantana, but like. And then he's going to attack her? Like, oh, man. You know, right. but in the moment, I did feel bad. But I sure as hell did not feel bad. Or, like, no. But I know from there on out. It's but just I know all- from there on out. It's just only that one episode. For, for the most part, Mantana is an asshole. And that's the way he needs to be written. But, but Shadow Weaver is someone that, you know, should never be a redeemable character. Someone that should never be... Um, uh, tempted by returning to the side of good. If you could even say she really was, because all we know, at least all I know, I don't know everything that was in UK books, because honestly, I've never actually read one, because I don't have access to an actual hard copy, but they are available to read on Hema.org, and I've always been too lazy to go through them, because they're rather lengthy books. Um, but, uh, so, forgive me for UK fans or people who've read those if I miss stuff. But, um, God, where the hell was I going with this? <laughs> I think you were just basically saying she's somebody that is should always be evil. There should never yeah, be yeah, no It's just something that Ella for a brief uh, team up, and then it's like you know what I can't. And then it's like at the end of uh, Witch and the Warrior, where Evelyn instead of attacking, she just disappears, and they kind of say, "Well, that's kind of her way of saying thank you," without actually attacking you. Like I, I would never ever. And and, may, and, I, and I didn't see which I saw parts of Witch and the Warrior as a kid because it was on TV, but I never saw it in its entirety until I was in high school. Um, and I can appreciate that to a certain extent, but kind of like in the, the Cold Zone, which is the kind of forgettable last episode of the series where Cobra Khan comes to ask for He-Man for help. So you're led to believe that maybe Cobra Khan is maybe turning over a new leaf you know, to help his race of people, the reptiles, when really, no, he's out for himself. He's just duping Heman into helping so he can enact his plan there. If you're going that route, I'm cool with that. But it better not be something that's not reprimanded at the end of it. Like, I, if, if you were going to have Shadow Weaver in any episode or in a story, and she's fed up with Hordak, you know, and not giving her credit, and kind of like in Shadows and Skulls, where she gets fed up with this shit and decides to you know, team up with Skeletor. If she decides like she's out, 
at least to sell the audience that she's out and goes to try to talk to the rebellion about like, look, I can't do this anymore. I would rather dedicate my power to something better. All, all just as a guise to get the rebellion to buy into this and make them more vulnerable. I'll, I'll, I will go along with that because that makes her an even greater villain because she's done gone out of her way to prove loyalty just to give him the finger and 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 reveal the horde bat symbol all along. Like I'm fine with that, but when that episode of story is over, there better not be like the shot of her like turning and looking at the Great Rebellion, and then turns, lowers her head, and goes back to the front. No, none of that bullshit. Like it has got to be. She is a bitch, and she's proud of it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. She's somebody again. You're right. Unlike a lot of the evil in moments. Which, you know, there was others like in the Save Skeletor. Remember when they were trying to, when they were inside Castle Grayskull, Evelyn had a little moment where she, but she shot but, one of them. But she, she clearly did not stick to it, though. Like, you get a, I, right. I like how in, in the Save Skeletor, she kind of begrudgingly helps the sorceress. And, and when Tila says, thanks, Evelyn, it won't happen again. Like, right. that's, See, that's keeping her reeled in from letting her get too far. Of like, oh, well, she could turn good. Like, no, no, no. Exactly. I don't want to see that. Right. And that's the that's temptation right. that's is fun, though. Because you admit, like you and I both, when I saw that, I thought, "Oh man, like that's 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 something special." But I like that it's teased. But in the, in the end, Evelyn gives them the finger too because her loyalty is to Skelter and to Evil. Oh, exactly, and that's what's always great about those moments is you wonder, could she maybe try to do some more good? But then they go back the other way, and she, you know what? It's better off, yes, yeah, stay evil. But that's the thing. I'm glad. I wouldn't want that those moments with Shadow Weaver. I just always wanted her no. to be this evil woman with all these amazing spells. This that voice that is, it was a frightening voice too. As a kid, it scared yeah. me. I'm like this new voice won't even speak up. But that's what I mean. Let's just have villains be villains how they should be and used to be, and it can still be done, and you can write them very well if you know what you're writing. But Shadow Weaver is a character that, yes, greatly loved and respected back in the 80s. This new version, I don't know what's happening with it, but, yeah, we just wanted to do a little discussion on Shadow Weaver, at least the Shadow Weaver of how great she used to be. But, yeah, it's just, I, I really just think it comes down to people just really don't know how to tell or how to use classic storytelling. You know, and some of the best stories that we that are still available today. You think of like you know all the classic fairy tales, like you know Jack and the Beanstalk or Snow White and Seven Dwarves or Little Red Riding Hood. The villains are villains in all those stories. Like they're not the 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 wolf, whether he eats Little Red Riding uh, Hood's grandmother or hides her or whatever. He is trying to devour people, and and that and there's no hiding that and. The giant and Jack and the Beanstalk is going to kill Jack once he gets a hold of him for stealing his stuff. The witch in uh, Snow White is poisons her stepdaughter. The, there's nothing redeemable about that. Right, and that's the thing. With those stories, it's pretty much cut and dry. A beginning, middle, end, whether it's a movie, bam, it's over. Back in the days with one, what we said, one-off episodes or the mini-comics, a beginning, middle, end, that's it. But they're so focused these days on always having the continuity, which we, we've spoke about this a million times. Like, yes, in NYP, they had continuity, but you could still have one-off episodes that you could enjoy without thinking, do I have to watch episode one, two, three, four, yeah. five? But what they're doing nowadays is they're stretching the story, a story that could have been told in one episode without having so much fucking just blah, blah, get to the point. That's what they're doing. It's basically like, for example, the new she -Ro. Six episodes, 
It's like they're stretching one episode out into six. You know, it's like I, that could have been one episode, but because it's six, they're like, look at the great story they're telling. It's like, no, they're just dragging this out. It's like you could have had all that done right in one episode. Don't try to fool everybody about saying, oh, but now this Shira right here, she's not one dimensional. She has a background. It's like, yeah, she had a background in the original Princess of Power, too, but you didn't have to drag it out through 93 episodes. That's what pisses me off. Like, don't confuse. You know, continuity and dragging out a story is being great storytelling because you're just telling the same story, but you're dragging that shit out beyond belief. But I just had to say that. It's like I said, <laughs> continuity pissed me off. So. Yeah, I, and that's why I kind of feel like people don't understand continuity. And I, I, I'm i not a, a fan of, I mean, because Sony, uh, and I, I hate to bring this up again, but it's another prime example of like the Marvel films are so damn long when. You know, you could tell some of the, some of the best films that have ever been made have been made in an hour and a half or two hours or just under two hours, and now they feel like they have got to hit the three hour mark or just under that to feel like they can tell a compelling story. Like, no, dude, if if you know, you know, you know, good script writing, good storytelling in general, you you can have a great film. And an, hell, the first Turtles film is less than an hour and a half, just under the, an hour and a half mark. You know, Ghostbusters. It's just under two hours. Predator is under two hours. Jaws is is just two hours. But and these are all older films. But and I can give you a whole slew. It's just a small sample of classic filmmaking and storytelling that's not drawn out for three hours. Or in this case, a lame ass story is drawn out over the the span of nine episodes. I, I it, it you know, and I know with Netflix too, you know, you're getting it all at once. But, you know, even with MYP, you know, not every episode connects to the next one. There are drops in seeds of things that connect. But overall, most of the stories were, I think the long, longest like part that we had was the, the, the Council of Evil that led to The Last Stand, which is technically a three-parter. Then after that, it was pretty much, you know, two-parters at, at most and everything else was individual episodes. So you don't have to have this ongoing thing in animation like i know that's kind of the common thing like stranger things and a lot of great shows and things like that uh, cobra kai uh game of thrones until it sucked balls at the very end but i just kind of feel like you know you shouldn't feel pressure to make it drawn out like like you're saying there it just kind of feels like it better be one hell of a story like a story that you know you can't tell but that's the more that's the purpose of having so many episodes because it almost feels like th these seasons they're dropping on Netflix are dropping pretty frequently. I mean, we're last fall the first season dropped. Now we're on season three. You know, with less than a year since the first and season dropped. And they're getting shorter and shorter. Each season is getting shorter than the previous one. Like I said, to me though, it's just I find it sad that they. Th they always say, but this is what kids like. And I'm like, no, this is what you keep delivering to them. Have some faith in that this new generation of kids can use their imagination because these stories that they're telling, it doesn't feel like I've told you before. It doesn't feel fantasy at all. It's like they're just taking real life issues here on Earth and throwing it into there and boring us. I'm like, this is just boring. It's dragged out every episode. It's like, oh, she got grounded. Oh, God, the poor thing. Oh, Shadow Weaver, why am I not good for you? Good enough for you. And then Hordak with, oh, I'll show Horde Prime I'm good enough for him. Oh I'll be able God, to. God, for God's sake. It's like, I don't want this pity, and I don't. Why is it 
things. Just it's it's all these real life issues. That's like you guys have lost what fantasy was. You, we're not seeing any engagement of great battles and powers and amazing creatures and landscape. It's it's like nothing. It's like it's just boring. But it's sad because they keep the excuse they always go to is that's what kids like. It's because that's all you're getting them. Please try to make kids have their imaginations be wild. Give them something to where they can really fantasize like, wow, I wish I could live in a place where I could be flying on this creature or using this power or having this ability. But they don't get that. And oh, it's sad, but that's, yeah, exactly. So that's why we wanted to give some good talk on Shadow Weaver, something about continuity, all good storytelling. And Flame of the, Flame the current Shiva show like we do every week. It's, 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 because, it's kind of becomes like a yeah. Uh, I think we do on the show now. No, yeah, they like it good, but yeah, just ain't my cup of tea. <laughs> but uh, well, I didn't know. Did you want to talk about? And it won't be a giant discussion, but we've never discussed the menace of multibot. Yeah. Any kind. Didn't know if you want to start off. Yeah, uh, it's it's an okay mini comic. I, Jim Mitchell's back doing the art, which I'm not a fan of his. He makes, like I said, hard look like a guy who lost his teeth. Um, Would you say grandpa? Is that what you said the one time he was like an old yeah, grandpa? Yeah, yeah, it's it's like he kind of reminds me of the the, the uh, tortoise and the uh, the the Tootsie Pop commercial. You know, hey, I never made it without biting. As Mister Owl, like that's that's kind of. You know, I'm not saying it'd be funny, but just the way he draws Hordak's mouth is just like. I mean, it looks decayed. I think that's what they were going for, but I I just I don't find him to be that threatening. But um, but I do like the idea, even though. Um, Never been much of a fan of Modulot drawing like the pint size look. You know, you kind of feel like at what point in production from the figure to this, like Modulok is depicted as this kind of pint sized dwarf character almost. But then you see the figure and he looks like, you know, an upright, you know, six foot tall, you know, creature. I honestly can't remember. I thought that the original concept art of Modulok that, uh, you know, that was created that that module like you've seen was based off of the original concept art, but I might be wrong. So don't take my well, word. No, I think, well, typically most of these, these things are even multi-bot. It's very similar yeah. to the filmation look. Uh, and so a lot of the concept drawing. So I'm, I'm sure that's probably where it came from, even though I, I, I don't think I ever came across that, but I, I'm sure that's what it was. But I even, even that, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I just, yeah, I, I'm well, I, but I, I'd be willing to bet that was probably, you know, um, I enjoyed him to be honest. I always said I just I thought he looked very creepy. That version of Modulok, and I told you he reminded me of the critters. I mean, not critters. Yeah. I'm sorry, the ghoulies. Ghoulies. Yeah, the ghoulies. ghoulies. Yeah. And they were just. I was always into horror stuff. For me, I was like, God, these are some scary little suckers. But uh, I, I and again, I like this version of Multibot, and I also like the. Uh, not saying I wasn't the that it sucked, but. Multibot in the cartoon is like it's kind of cool. It was more transformerish, different. Like, mm. but this one, it was weird. I, I like the concept of this this being that you know Modulot created that won't stop. Every time he gets destroyed or something, he comes back. And he, in unlike a human being or a living being that could get tired, Multibot couldn't. And you know, like, what the hell could He Man do? Because it was. It, I remember reading it as a kid and how it was first started. I was like, what is He Man gonna do? And then you find out the little kind of, I guess, the easy, quick way that he just, you know, gets rid of them at the end. But I did like this kind of unstoppable aspect of a being fighting He-Man that He-Man couldn't take out easily. Because usually, you know, He-Man's going to, bam, punch somebody, yeah. take something out quick, that's it. But with this multi-bot, this version, I, I like where they're going. Like I said, there's only so much that they, you know, could do in that one issue. But I'll let you go with your thoughts. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it's a it's a fun kind of by the numbers depiction of Multibot because I mean, for the most part, he's the one doing most of the fighting. It's not like he's thrown in the mix with the rest of the horde and kind of there and as part of this fight. Now he is the book pretty much focuses on him for the most part, and he's he's depicted quite strongly too. Like he comes out, um, takes on Cyclone and Tila, just you know takes them out, and uh, I mean He Man struggles against him. And what yeah. little you know the story provides it, but it's not a uh, a cut and dry you know drawn out like He Man shows up at the very end of the battle, dismantles them, and you know hey uh, I've saved the day because friends help each other kind of thing. And also so a cool little underplot from Modulock, you know, because you know his whole thing is his scheme was once Multibot would take out He Man, the next thing that Multibot would take out would be Hordak. I was like, I yeah, like that. I, I like I like that too, and. Uh, that's that's kind of a it's a fun thing to see that and I wish I had Multibot as a kid because I definitely would have appreciated that that aspect of Modulock because I I only saw Modulock on the back of the of the Horde mini comics that I had as a kid like the like Hordax mini comic like that's the only time I ever saw Modulock ever was on the back of that mini comic so when Multibot came along I it just uh, God I'm like I'm I'm saying shit I'm going nowhere with it God. <laughs> um, but I I um. I, I just I think uh, the villains are are, are are portrayed quite strongly. They definitely beat the hell out of those that first batch of Horde comic. Well, just those two because Grizzles was great, and we know Hordax was a masterpiece. But in carrying on with that, I think this this is it's it's a fun. It's I'm not saying it's gonna it doesn't deserve to be like in the top ten. I won't say it's that good, but it is. It's a it's a simple story that gets the multibot character over as a legitimate threat and villain. And plays up Modulock a little bit too. Like, you know, he's turned on Skeletor, and now in here, he's plotting to turn on Hordak. So I like the fact that Modulock is a self indulging villain. Like, you know, he will team yeah. up, but he has plans of his own. And I like that. You know, yeah, he's, he's always a favorite of mine, not only from the mini comics, but obviously the toy as well. I I quite enjoyed Modulock and Multibot. Like I told you, it, plus it became the only childhood photo i have of me with any he-man stuff is me holding mega beast you know when i put modulock and multibot together i was i was just so fascinated about the concept of that interchangeability but also just playing off of these being kind of two kind of sadistic and strong little creatures i, I you know it's weird it's like memories come back i really did play with those figures quite a bit but yeah this this mini comic i it made you wish there could have been more of multibot because you didn't get too much more of them and I would like to see them in some other kind of prominent roles or mini comics, but you know, fortunately got thrown to the wayside. And I don't think many people even, I mean, hell in the fandom, I don't really see many people tumble multibot almost ever. No, it, uh, but, but everyone is, is pretty familiar with them, but, and that's, that's just one of the things about this property that why I, I get so fed up when it's just the same damn characters over and over again when you've got a library and it's literally a library of heroes and villains that have really not been brought to the forefront and given a like legitimate attention given a fair shot in terms of like you know with merchandising and stories and things like that they're just like to have multi-bot like i i would you know I like to get, uh, you know, like a multi-bot artwork, like uh, like that uh, that one that Joe put together from, like, a He-Man vs. Coverwork. I'd like to have that on a t-shirt or something like that. Yeah. But um, but just in, just in general, there's just legions of characters that should be used a lot more. And I, it's a, it's an awesome 
concept too that Modulock is, you know, it's kind of hard to picture him. You know, you look at him like this guy's a scientist, like or this creature is a scientist. But when you watch him in action filmation, because I, I didn't know that until I watched uh, Mistaken Identity and uh, Happy Birthday Roboto that he had oh, with, like, that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, with Galen Nightcroft. Like I had no no knowledge of that. Um, because in the uh, uh, Modulot mini comic, it's not really uh, played up the whole like science or science uh, scientist aspect. But I, I think it's an interesting idea that he's you know like the Horde's like chief science officer, kind of like Doctor Mindbender is for Cobra, and creates this robot in his image, and, and hopes to you know possibly you know usurp the Horde. Because I, I could see Modulot being a legitimate leader as well, like someone that's. Um, you know, if Shadow Weaver's not there, like I could see Modulock easily running the show because of his intelligence. And if he's creating technology and has a, has a knack for it, I mean, hell, he could create anything in that fright zone that could put Grizzle or Montana and Leech in their place, shut Catcher up. You know, it's just, I feel like this guy play, play, plays his mentality down a lot and, and would really be like, I mean, now there, now that's a story that would be. Uh, fun to see is like this drawn out story of modular planting seeds here and there and using multibot to kind of gain everyone's trust but he's really like recording thoughts and conversations that are going on with other people around the fright zone reporting it back to modular which gains him all this information and knowledge of how he can take the throne and usurp hordak and gain control of the entire uh, horde um, uh, or horde on ethereum himself and, you know, say, ah, oh, the hell with Horde Prime. I'm running the show here. I mean, there's just so much fun stuff you could do with that character. I mean, and just, also, and just, you, yeah, uh, go ahead, sorry. Two quite different versions, too, because what's funny is I love the mini-comic and the cartoon ones just as much, but like you said, in different ways, because the one from the cartoon, he does look like somebody that could lead the Horde, whereas the one from the mini-comics, I don't get that vibe. No, me neither, no. Creepy. You get a creepy vibe. Like, this is one weird, sadistic little creature that gets split, can make things, but he doesn't feel like a leader, if, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and, and, and I would agree with that, too. Like, because I honestly, I don't care how you wrote, write him. I mean, not just because I, he just doesn't come off as, as, as imposing as he's depicted in filmation and, and the action figures. Stuff like, I mean, not to say that you couldn't have a small character you know, be a, like a leader. Like I think of Montique from Castle of Heroes from season one, but I don't think of the unnamed one from the, you know, the, the shitty trolling character. Like I just, no, get the hell out of here. Um, but I, I just, yeah, for Mods, like he's got to be a much more formidable size as if like he could, not that he would, but if he had to, he could go into, into combat one-on-one -on -one with He-Man or, any of the other villains because he looks physically imposing, even though that's not his, his, his greatest, uh, um, what's the word, his greatest, um, attribute, his intelligence and, and, and science, science, uh, or knack for science. Like that's what makes him such a, a, a villain, but he it's looks imposing. Yeah. yeah. Like you said, it's also how you carry yourself. Cause yes, it's the filmation version. I mean, it seems like, He's a little more calm to where his, you know, his thoughts are. But when you look at the one in the mini comic, all I could envision that if he was in a cartoon would be these two little parts crawling around, sneaking around things. You know what I mean? He doesn't look yeah. like he would have this kind of imposing, 
competent and confident kind of way of leading. I mean, it's like you said, it's not saying somebody that's smaller couldn't, but it's just, he's creepy. He's different, but yes, the filmation one, it's just, he's portrayed perfectly and does look like he could be a very competent leader. Let me ask you this then of the versions, because we've got three of multi-bot, we got filmation, mini comic and the figure. What, what do you see as being like the one that's, if they were to, you know, a new a new series like from a comic book an anime series and multi bot is going to become. Like I wish. Regular... I wish they'd go off the mini comic because the mini comic version. I felt like, yeah, I felt like, yeah, the mini comic version just looks like that could be one hell of a threat compared to where in filmation, he's transforming a lot of weird things. It almost seems like he became simple minded at times, or at least the way they portrayed the robot. And as for the toy, the toy's fun, but I just I don't know maybe because I never had any life to it to like. Whether I'm seeing it animated or seeing it in a comic doing something, I had to use my imagination for the toy. But I really do enjoy the mini comic version of him because he looks like it could be an opposing and threatening villain that I would love to see it, you know, like expanded upon and maybe drawn differently. Like you said, whether it's in a cartoon, but maybe go off of that a little bit more. I do like where they were going with the mini comic. I kind of feel like the mini comic version is like an amalgam of the filmation. Uh, stop because you've got like the gold head that was used and they had the mouth that would move the inflammation but you've got the uh, the green skin kind of you know humanoid uh, uh, right head with the black helmet much like the action figure which like he's got like a kind of like humanoid face attached to this robotic body and this other head is completely you know robotic as well almost as if like Modulok took part of a, a being a human being or uh, not a human but a creature or a humanoid of some kind and attach their head to this which i kind of almost feel like where the hell does modulot get this green green creature and and it's like i want to use that as the extra head on on my robot that is uh, an homage to myself like that like i've never actually stopped to think about that like that's just something i'm like <laughs> Why, why not make because information is completely robotic like the whole thing but with this there there is some human as or, or uh, human as well, yeah, it is human aspect so i'm just kind of not that i'm i'm saying it needs to be explained it just it's fun food for thought to think about sure. the, the concept behind that sure all right well that's um uh, that's our discussion on the menace of multibot or oh god did i just say that right yeah, yes. <laughs> I, was like, God, I, I thought I was like, did I just screw up the name of the mini comic? I uh, like there's, a, there's a lot of mini comic books that have got like the menace of this and the menace of that. So yes, it, it, it happens a lot. So yeah, yeah, you're good, dude. All right, now I'll be honest because I couldn't remember what we had in front of us. Did you, are we still going to uh, mention our top tens? Were we doing that for this episode? Well, if you've got it, um, because I mean, my because I mean, my crash crash. I had notes. I was going to go all in depth and. I can't go in depth like I wanted, which pisses me off. Damn it! All right, we'll, we'll postpone this again. No, no. Uh, if you want, maybe. No, you no, 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 no. If you got yours, damn, I'm pissed. Put the, I all right, just all right. Well, just because I I made notes on my phone, like because I, I, I so yeah, and I right. made notes on yeah, and then like I said, my computer crashed and I can't elaborate, and I wanted to elaborate, so we, we could at least save that for next week, and well, my computer should be up and running all right all right we're announcing here moving next week that we will be doing our top 10 episodes and just remind everybody it's in uh uh rebelling against this top 10 release that that came out way before the actual series was released in in seasons or in half seasons uh back in the day when huh by the way aren't they releasing um 
the Filmation He-Man and She-Ra series again coming up, the full series, for those who don't have them. Aren't they doing that soon? Yeah, Universal uh, is releasing it, so uh, because they have the, they've got rights to, I don't know how the hell to explain that. Like, they're, they're tied into, like, movie rights or something like that, too, but uh, or cartoon, I don't know how, and I'm not, I'm not even going to try to explain it, but they are the ones releasing He-Man and She-Ra again on DVD, so if you missed out or you feel like the, the sets are too expensive to buy on the secondary market, you'll have another shot to get both series complete, and uh, yeah. I they haven't said there's gonna be like any new documentaries or stuff, probably not, probably just be the episodes thrown on, maybe even recycled a lot of the, the bonus materials. But uh, so that's coming, but yeah, I, I've always uh, disliked this top 10 list that came out, um, and they're from one and two, and I kind of feel like since season one had better episodes overall. I'll just say my list has more season one episodes overall because season two just didn't have that many great episodes. And it's, but, but my list, it's not from what I like my personal favorites. Some of them are, but my list is made up of episodes that are more about telling the best team and story possible. Like not okay. like you're not going to find return of Orca's uncle because I'm such a fan of Azrog and Spider on this list. It's I'm taking my personal approach and looking at it from like that was a really good story, or that's a really good action story, or that that is the the what makes up Master of the Universe. Like what this is what makes it so compelling is this episode here. That's what I'm basing my list on. Okay. So all right. So we will do all that right. as one of our uh, discussions next week. Definitely. And now we'll have to bring Nathan back in because I didn't know if there I'm right was here, Joe. Any- I've been here the whole. Right, Nate, of, honestly, over. I've been oh. here most of the time in the chat. I was messing with audio sliders. I'm like, "Hey, how's this sound?" And they're like, "Yeah, that's really delayed and sounds like shit." And then I figured it out kind of a little bit at the end, which I imagine that's going to ping pong back and forth as we. Because you put Jimmy Connor on my head. Didn't I you? did. I oh, you got that text message. It actually looked really yeah, great. Yeah, I just saw it. Looked it. great. And I put Beefcake over there on Joe for a second, but like you could still see Joe with you. It just it, it worked out <laughs> perfectly. Um, we're we're kind of getting into the chat. Uh, Joe, you were missed having your laptop there to kind of interact with everybody. And the the, uh, the more and more yeah. I start to see it, the more I, I do understand. Uh, and it's been kind of steady right here. So I I say. Going forward, we still attempt to stream because it. Once I change some stuff, it really did balance out and stay steady the whole time. So we'll kind of we'll keep going through this the way that's going now. And if anything pops up that okay. that kind of messes with that, then we might sort of revert back to just recording the video and uploading it. But uh, I, I I just want to say thank you guys for all the feedback. And I messed it up between the live chat and top chat that it had here. So. I don't have the YouTube video actually open, so I didn't get a chance to see everyone that was in the chat. So I'm going to just be very all-encompassing and thank everybody that joined. But if you guys do have any questions, feel free to pop them in. Febmon, have you found any good tutorial about OBS? Um, it, It's not so much about the tutorial part about it. It's just the, the setting aspect. Uh a lot of it could have to do with my internet and having to set the bit rate at a different different pace. I might have to go in the firewall and change some stuff. It's it, it's weird. Like I it, it's strange how it just bounces back and forth. And to let you guys know too, because we're doing this in Skype through OBS, Joe and Tyler can't see me right now. So 
even if I were to let me go ahead and add uh, let me add existing I'll go ahead and put myself on camera for everybody and put myself right here in the smack dab in the middle and make myself obviously way smaller they can't see any anything that I'm doing right now I can give them the finger like I'm doing and they 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 don't know what I, we can't do anything about they, that they don't know what I'm doing because the way OBS works is it it's taking my video source here so if I'm using my webcam to show up here then it will kind of not show me in Skype and that's kind of what this is doing so I'm gonna go ahead and remove myself because I don't need to be on camera for any of this there we go. I, we're not doing this. We're, I'm not, we're doing not doing this. Doing this. I, so we'll be the I'll be the disembodied <laughs> voice like Legends of the Hidden Temple. But if you guys have any questions now, go ahead and throw them in the chat and I will read them to these guys while I also read the weekly How Well Do You Guys Know Each Other from Brad Collins. The fans of, pa All right. the fans of Power Trivia. Question for Tyler. In a desperate and scamming tactic to boost fans of power subscribers, Joe said he would unmask himself to to the whole world in an episode. Instead, what happened? He reveals a new mask. So he took off the old mask and revealed a new updated mask. Yeah, that that is correct. That is correct. All right, Chris Farley. Yeah. Uh, oh, you gonna take off the clothes? Uh, no. If I if I dude, if I took my shirt off right now, it, it would it would be like this weird like sunburnt pattern on my chest because I I I didn't put on sunscreen because I'm like we'll be out here for about an hour and a half it'll be fine and then I realized my torso my bare torso hasn't seen the sun in about two years and uh my my shoulders and kind of like neck down got a little burnt and then like my torso wasn't as bad but it's just i guess it was the way i was setting it just it looks funny it, it, it looks like be a perfect time for emily to come back in just right in back uh, no, oh man she actually like grabbed my shoulder today i was like oh watch it all right question for joe true or false in episode one of fans of power you and Brian talked about Wonder Bread He-Man in a segment. True or false? I thought I thought that was episode two. Um, I'm gonna say false. That's true. You're wrong. Damn! I thought we did it in episode. I thought you're a true fan of power, Joe. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? I don't even know my own fucking show. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? During those times with Bozone, like I don't want to remember. I, I, I mean, there's some goofy stuff I remember when he was on with us too, but you know, it's. You know, if you don't remember stuff that you did with him, you know, believe me. I'm I'll, just curious. I'll, I'll, I, I, wonder, I wonder if Brad enjoys those episodes that you know, where it was just you and Brian talking for for a few episodes. Then I come on and, um, you know, Brian's cutting us off and just repeating what we just said <laughs> over, over again. Well, I, 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 I just I, I will say this: the chat consistently. We're like, you should just interrupt them and say who's in the chat room. I'm like, no, they got a good flow going right now. I, I, I didn't want to. Even the chat was like, hey, they have a really good flow, but they're moving along way too fast. I don't even know what time it is. I know nothing. because <laughs> I, I don't, don't have my laptop. Is. All is lost. 
Like we're moving really? along too fast. Like the, the the video is moving so fast, or no, no, or, no, no. Or, or just, no, just the podcast is moving so fast because I I think like Joe gets so wrapped up in the chat room and what they're saying oh. that it like Joe will throw toss out something too. It's like, well, tell Tyler what he thought about the the Charlie's Angels. Why are they doing that again? You know yeah. what's funny? That's a legit this question. Is... Ty, like, Tyler, I watched... Oh, God, I don't even want to admit this, but I watched the trailer on YouTube, like, a, and? a month ago. No, I watched it a month ago, and then I saw it again, and, like, when the trailer started popping up in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I was like, oh, oh shit, here we go. I yeah. gotta sit through this again. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah, it looks like hammered shit. It's horrible. Yeah. What what's so bothersome is if you see that piece of shit, all it does is sit there and and, and and like they're bitching about women are not portrayed strongly or competently in enough action films, and yet these women are still doing the cliche things that you uh, that stereotype women as action leads in this. Like they're constantly doing all these things that feel like okay, you're you're trying to be like legitimate, you know tough action heroes but you're constantly doing comedic female things like almost you, know, you kind of expect like melissa mccarthy to come walking and fall through a coffee table at some point or something <laughs> like that you just kind of feel like you're not helping the case like if you're trying to make respectable and enjoyable action roles for women they're, they're not doing it yeah. even with the full cast is nothing but women like all they're doing is, is, is like this is why they're not gonna be taken seriously or you know, it's not going to become a giant hit because you're you're constantly making it look like that if you're a female action lead, that you're going to be acting like, oh, well, we got to talk about shoes because well, you know we're we're girls. You no, know, and... to me, I'm just like, why are we already remaking something that like didn't even come out that long ago, or it didn't seem like it did anyway? And no, I, and and it wasn't set the world on fire with those two films either. And we're we're getting comments about SummerSlam results. Uh, I, I guess Seth Rollins is the uni- new Universal Champion, which I, oh, I mean, I, cool, but I uh, uh, whatever. Oh, uh, and and Goldberg beat Dolph Ziggler, so great. That was a shocker. Yeah, I I imagine that match lasted like ten whole seconds. Uh, any other Brad Collins tri- uh, trivia? No, those were only two this time. <laughs> oh, that no, no, no. <laughs> when, when Brad Collins does those, he, he, it's basically a question for Tyler and a question for you, and you, you guys uh, knock those out. I'm still not really like seeing uh, any too many questions, I, and like JSP isn't even here for a movie quote. So, well, good. No, no one to steal my thunder. But but quote time bands again or something. But I'll I'll throw it out one more time. If you guys got questions about anything, go ahead and throw them out. Um, I watched NXT Takeover and that that was good last night. Like look at Tyler, he's like this isn't He Man related. I kind of just want to ask him more about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but there's kind of no point because I know he doesn't like Tarantino. Hey, so. September second, we got the next chapter of it. So at least that's yeah. good. September second. Yeah. That, that'll, I'll be going to see. Yeah, that'll probably be the next thing I go see as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so, some people were asking, like, because uh, I popped in for a second with the, the third camera, they were kind of like, well, how are you going to work, like, multiple people in here? And, I mean, that'll just be as easy as trying to, like, shift this around because they were also like, well, Joe looks a little squashed and everything, and I kind of, like, adjusted and moved it around to make it fit better. 
Also, how I'm looking at it right now, that's not how it appears on YouTube, because, like, me and Tyler look normal, you know? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, a... yeah, you'll have to go watch it on, on YouTube after the fact. Uh, Adam Gabbard had a question. Joe and Tyler, would it be great to have the people, only one out of six, each time as a guest to the Fans of Power podcast, what? create a character for Master Universe Classic by this person? Might have to. El- what was the question? Might have to elaborate uh, a little bit. A little bit on that one. Uh, tags. Yeah, I don't. Quite. Tags Media Animation had a question. How do you guys feel about the uh, the the Ghostbusters movie that's being made? Hopefully, it's good. That's all I can say. I hope, but you know, I don't like putting faith in everything. But I hope it's a good movie. I mean, I've I've learned my lesson from like I don't care who you bring back or who was connected or who was attached to do a. A, a new film that's attached to a beloved series and Ghostbusters is my top top five films of all time and I, I don't care that Jason Reitman is directing and he's the son of Ivan it doesn't guarantee it's going to be good right. it, and I don't care like if Ivan Reitman signs off on it like oh it's great like the, that whole using people's names to sign off on a new film or a new take it never works it just buys the people who don't pay attention or are or, or really that interested they're just the general audience and then maybe they recognize a name or something like that, but that holds no merit. I would love nothing more for this film to be a, a, a great success. And yeah. you know, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm staying hopeful about it, but I'm also like, you know, after that piece of shit, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> you didn't even, abomination you didn't even that came watch out. it though. That's the thing. You, I don't have. I, you know what? And I'm proud to say that. Whereas you, just like, I. I I, Nathan, wouldn't you rather just shove a spoon up your ass and sit through that? Like, nah, man, I'd rather watch it. I'd rather uh, look like, at my asshole in the mirror for ninety minutes. Now, I yeah, yeah, but uh, it was bad. I, th- my opinion on it is, I want it to be good. Uh, the vibe that I'm getting is sort of gonna, it's gonna concentrate on a, a, a young group of kids, like siblings or something. From what I gather from the story, they're going to run into an issue and the Ghostbusters have to be called. There's going to be some sort of thing like that. I think if you can have a, a, a proper blend of like season one Stranger Things and the first Ghostbusters film, then I, I think it'll it'll turn out all right. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think once that first trailer drops, I mean, I think everybody who's working on this is aware of the backlash that the, the 2016 film got. So if there's a, one single working brain at Sony that remembers and realizes that, you know, we've got sure. the, yeah, and that's yeah Working brain at Sony. Way to go, Tyler. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Sportimus asks, what are you guys looking forward to hearing from PowerCon? Uh, hopefully, there's more to Mattel's He-Man uh, announcement than just the little. You know, here, here they are again. Bye, everybody. They'll be out in another year. <laughs> I'd like to think there's something a little bit more meat to the bone, because it, it just and maybe maybe Val got lucky and they they've agreed to, uh, you know, showcase a little bit more there. But I I I you know. I mean, I hope there's something, but I it just doesn't leave me too hopeful that Mattel is, you know, it's like they're they're waiting for the movie stuff to get going so they can do a toy line just based on the movie and that's it. But I mean, God, man, 
there hasn't been a successful toy line based on a movie, including superheroes, since I don't know when. Movie, toys based on the current movies right now, they sit on the shelves, like from King Kong to Godzilla to anything yeah. DC or Marvel. They just sit and they clutter the yeah. shelves and kids aren't buying them. Uh, hey, Adults yeah. aren't buying yeah, them. Yeah, you're not wrong there. I've seen the uh, the the Godzilla figures from the new film. Just They're, yeah. they're warming up. I mean, honestly, most of the figures that they put out when I go into Walmart or Target are just sitting on the shelves. It's Marvel Legends and uh, I guess some of the DC Universe stuff that they put out that have a tendency, but other than that, everything else, like Jurassic World, did okay, but... Uh, I still see tons of those toys yeah, on yeah. it, just sitting on the shelves. It's just... It's one of those things that I feel like Mattel. That's what I really thought when they said they're, you know, you feel like they want to get back in this game, and that Super Seven won't be doing this, and that's why we, we there was all these like roadblocks being shoved up, you know, they prevent us from getting new stuff. Okay, that they're going to pull out all the stops, and we're going to give it our best effort. We're going to spend the money, and that's why I like that's it. This is all you got going because I feel like that's why they're trying to make all this stuff kind of coincide when. When those toys come out, the movie is supposed to be, you know, a few months away. It's coming out in March. Those toys come out in the fall. It just kind of feels like they're just waiting on the movie stuff and that to do anything else to keep the line alive from Mattel's standpoint is only going to rely on this movie with one of the goofiest looking guys that could ever, <laughs> hey, ever hey, be seen. I mean, there's plenty of time for him to bulk up. Plenty of time. But. But even with that, he's got the face doesn't work. Oh, yeah, he doesn't hey, have hey, the hey, face. yeah, hey, I get that. But at the same time, too, the the dialogue that he had in that trailer was not much. It was like what two lines? You can't, you can't, and, you and can't I, really judge it I'm based not, off I, of that. I'm not, I'm not ba- basing his acting, but I'm basing his look, his face, because that is what I saw. I'm like, the face does not say he man. He's just got a very goofy looking face. It <laughs> doesn't say anything machismo there's nothing that says he man in this this kind of smushed goofy face it's just I, yeah. it's just it's wrong yeah. i don't care if see him he miraculously puts on 240 pounds it's just looking at this guy you're like you just want to like god you look like a dork man <laughs> yeah that's for me <laughs> I, i'm hoping that they would show joe's been so more. quiet go ahead joe yeah <laughs> Sorry, Joe. No, I'm hoping that they would show at least a couple more figures for the Origins line. It would be even nice if they showed, because they said that they're supposed to be having many comics for every character. Now mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, now do you mean that we're just going to have, like, let's say, two different type of mini comics that are going to be packed with X amount of characters, like six? Or will there be actually six different mini comics if they show covers? I mean, I would like to see if they're going to show any more like that. And then the possibility that maybe... They would have some type of classic figures to show. We're not quite sure, but if there would be some amazing surprise like that. so. But I'm hoping at least with Origins, show a couple more figures and maybe at least give us some kind of look at the covers of any of those mini comics. And maybe in the backs, if they're going to do some cool like Errol McCarthy style. Whether, hey, it would be cool if they got Errol McCarthy to do some more art, just like he did for the other figures. But either way, it would be nice to see something like that, possibly. I think it's kind of great that like Joe can't see the chat, and now I'm... An- entirely in control of asking all the and, and you can tell oh, that Joe's he's shaking it's and okay. he's like i don't know what to do with myself 
Uh, we got uh, Papa Hood sixty nine. Sorry, I'm late. I'm watching SummerSlam, and I, I guess good if you're getting some sort of an enjoyment out of the the product. Yeah, don't see how, but I I imagine I'll I'll be doing a transitional champion podcast with with Doug later this week, and I'll have to just skim through or look at the results. And be like, yeah, that sucked. <laughs> I, I guess what uh, to reiterate here what with what Adam Gabbert was trying to say in regards to the question asked earlier, because it was the creative character for the classics. So there, there were the six that were mm-hmm. determined, right? I I'm assuming yeah. what he's asking here is, uh, would it be great to have one of those people that won one of those slots to determine that? I would just want four horsemen. Just so they could talk about Drago, man. That's the only character I'm interested yeah. in. That- no, Scott Scott's abomination and Jeff Johns piece of shit and side chop. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't care if they, you know, you didn't pay them. They just gave, donated their their design. Like I, if it's not the Four Horsemen or any of those other designs that got that didn't get picked up for Castle or Greystall, man. Yeah, it's it's uh, I. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm still lost on what what's being asked, though. I, well, I still yeah, I, I just if you if you guys would think it would be great to have one of those people on as a guest for the show. Yeah, sure. Oh, like, that, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not, you know, any anybody that I, I'm just like I. I <laughs> the first question would be Tyler would be like, "Why? What, what's your mindset and behind? Where, where did Joe go? Like, what? Like, why, why did you make this piece of shit?" Yeah. yeah, I say what? Well, that's why did all... you really? this is a good idea. Yeah. Hold on. I mean, look at this thing. Is there it's anything falling apart? I mean, anything exciting or redeeming of this crap kit? God, is this horrible? Well, I mean, this well, is uh, rip off of a disco uh, face. And who came up with this design? I forgot what his name was. He was a comic know. book artist, I think that uh, or something like that. I, I yeah, it was. Let's put this in perspective. You got a fake Destro-looking face. You got these goofy Edward Scissor hands, this Roboto-type thing, fur for the body. It is just a mess of a... Ca- oh, is he supposed to be a member of the Horde? I've never even looked. Yeah, yeah, he's supposed to be a Horde member who was buddies with Trapjaw, according to the shit bio. What a horrible figure. I mean, I've never seen somebody say, Hey, look at my side chop! Or, or any fan art or... And God, this is a horrible figure. I'm sorry. There you go, Adam. But yeah, it's yeah. I I guess like nah, just just someone from the Horsemen. I'm not interested in talking to anybody that that contributed, unless it was you know the people who made Bublor, Rajar, uh, Three Beast, Major Header. uh, They would be fun to talk to, but I'm not. I I I I hated all those designs. I still hate them to this day. I hate the fact that. They got shoehorned into the the those downloadable comics like Sir Laser Lot and Sir Laser Specter. Yeah, yeah. What a great yeah. name. Yeah, I just <laughs> even when Axel drew Sir Laser Lot next to Hero, I'm like, even Axel could not like. Uh, it's Sir Laser Lot, Axel. Like I, I no, no, just no. <laughs> uh, God, I hate I hate this character. I I, I just. I hated it so much, and I hated that you were forced to buy all those figures if you wanted the one. Like, if all you wanted was Dragoman, you had to buy Side Chop, Inspector, and Laser Lot, 
you know, but you got fearless pro talk, but I, yeah, Adam, I, I'm really yeah. not interested in talking to any of these guys unless it was the horseman. Yeah, Nathan Bittner, I'll admit, Nathan Bittner, who created fearless photo, that'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I guess I'm thinking of like, you know, for like side chop specter or castle Grayskull oh, man or yet. like, no, no, I'm not interested <laughs> at all. Um, unless, you know, I mean, hell is because I do wonder, like, I don't think anybody. You know, higher ups. Like I was surprised to know that Val listens to the podcast and and things like that. But I don't think you know people at Mattel listen to this podcast. Yeah, hey, I don't yeah, think, dude, you never know. I, I, just, I mean, I mean, look, if we were reaching that far, I think our numbers would be up like drastically high. When some guy is just sitting there doing this, like, look, I got Leech here. This is Leech, and um, he came out in nineteen eighty five, and uh, this is the classic version of, and um. Uh, be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, and I'll be back next week to uh, uh, hey, the hey, 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 that, hey that, that, there we go, boom, thousand views. Oh, like I said, yeah, we're just yeah, and, yeah thousand views for that, but a, about something that we, it's just, I feel like if our, the numbers were bigger, I'd, I'd be more inclined to believe that maybe someone in Mattel or something like that listened to this podcast. But I don't know. know. I, there's a part of me that feels like you you guys have more of an influence than you think that you do. Well, well you never. I I, like I, said, I don't know. These, I, it's nice. It's nice to think that, but uh, damn it! Look, hey, Tyler's already breaking the setup back there. I'm not knocking shit over here, trying to start my own YouTube channel, and get my subscribers, so I can point out the obvious. Yeah, Ty- Tyler's breaking off for fans of power. It's just going to be me and Joe. From yeah, I'm going out. solo here. I'm I'm here to talk about this bobblehead <laughs> He-Man here. You see, you know, if you look at it from this, really, I'm really not fond of the articulation on this like this no, bobblehead here. Like it doesn't bob all the way to the left or the right here. And be sure to subscribe uh, to my YouTube channel. <laughs> Next week, I'll be talking about Skeletor, and maybe on my Patreon, if I get enough views and money, I'll do Beastman after that. That's, that's no, beautiful, I would, man. I it ain't pissing. It's not pissing on the people that worked on these figures. I'm just saying that's, that's, this is not. Oh, God, God, that's good shit. Really, it's just a bad figure. Laser lock. You don't hear anybody talking about laser lock. You don't hear anybody no. talking about chop. Well, and I, I think it was a consensus. People just did not want those characters. And yeah. I mean, I, and I, me- I remember I was so grateful. Like when when Va- when uh, Val had Scott Nyley on Rose Google, like. And they asked him, why did you continue with it? And I know Val wasn't trying to be malicious because he's friends with Scott. But I was so glad that he finally just called Scott out on Like, why did you shoehorn this character that was obviously not not well-received or desired by Marvel because it was used initially as, like, as a creative character for Marvel that I guess Scott submitted or something and was rejected. So he put it in this. And I know in the end, Scott was making fun of the fact that people hated the character. So at least he is aware of it. And he's, he, you know, but it just it just kind of felt like, yeah, like, you know, to make him a part of the current storyline and an integral part of this and that just kind of felt like, you know, that that's what bothered me a lot about that, too, along with everything else he was doing with the bias and stuff like that. But, you know, I don't want to harp on the past, but it, What's that? You know what upsets me? Is this what? damn mug. You know why? Because I'm holding it with my right hand, and it's meaningless. And what are you holding with your left hand, Joe? <laughs> oh, like I said, it's just, it's you don't get to show people. I'm surprised. I, I don't think anyone asked if Joe was wearing pants on this. Yeah. Left hand, you get to see it's a Jason mug. It's got a cool machete. I mean, I guess looking at myself, I could see it, but it just... 
feels awkward. I'd rather just not drip and have it go down the mask. I'd rather it would have been on this side. I'm not left-handed, so should have been right-handed. And then if I drink it, go down this side. Wow. What does that have to do with anything Whoa. we were talking about? <laughs> All right. Well, I, I, how about this? I have a question from Sportimus. How would you celebrate the 30th anniversary of New Adventures of He-Man? What did you like about the series? I like the reimagined Power Sword and Skeletor's humor. Yeah, all right. I'm, I'm glad to hear some uh, some support for it. I mean, uh, the the cartoon storylines. I mean, the, the the voice acting was shit. There's no denying that. Um, but a lot of the animation looked really good. I love the designs of the characters. I, I love the mutants. I love Karate and Lizor and Hoove and Optic and uh, uh, Flog and Slushhead and Krita. All the Galactic Guardians like Visar, Nocturna, Nortilla, and so on and so forth. So I love the characters. I like the idea that He-Man is asked or has brought like this confusion of this this great power in the past and, and Hydra and Flux that go. They don't know what he looks like or what it is. They got to go get it, and they end up bringing both He-Man Sculptor back to the future. I, I think just that, that idea itself is a very interesting storyline, as we've said before, and leaves so many possibilities of what happens on Eternity while they're gone. But you just kind of feel like all of these great stories that could be had in this other, you know, galaxy, another universe, another timeline, pretty much. Um, the sword looks great. I, I like the designs of He-Man and Skeletor. Um, yeah, I mean, Skeletor doesn't need eyes. I think the toy looks, you know, it's superior to the cartoon itself. But uh, there's a lot of good to be had with that series. And I think uh, if if someone was, you know, like, hey, let's let's try uh, like you know, a couple of New stories, like a, a three-part miniseries about new adventures. I think it could be, if it take it seriously, get rid of the scientist and uh, focus on the strictly the battle between good and evil. There's a lo- so much potential. There really is, people. It just it just needs to be uh, driven in a much more uh, serious tone. It, it can't be played for laughs. You can't mock the characters. You got to. Look at these mutants like these are the new bad guys and they're badasses. I mean, look at it. These are the new heroes. It's not Men at Arms and Tila and Ramat. It's Vizar. It's Nocturna. It's uh, Sagittar. It's Tuscador. Like, there's a lot of fun to be had with these characters. There's so many great things you could do with these characters. So maybe someday someone will hear this podcast, like, hire that man. And they'll put me on to uh, revitalize He Man in comic form with, uh, like, the traditional storyline, No Adventures. I'll do She Ra. And uh, I could do uh, a hero, and then I could do he- hero, son of He-Man. I could do it all. Ugh. I could do it all. Ugh. Oh, Ugh. start to swell again. There we go. Ugh. That's when you'd need to do something, Nathan, where you expand his screen, and all you see is his head. Oh, like, yeah, he just, like, goes over top of everything. Shit. Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, if I was a wrestler, my finish would be called the Ego Trip. Oh, God. Uh, cool. Yeah. All right. Uh... <laughs> Well, Joe's finish would be called the dumpster dive. Yep. Like a flying head, but our time would be called the dumpster dive. Nathan's would be the bottle breaker. The bottle. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Anyway, uh, Tags, Man, uh, Tags Media Animation said, say hi to Christina, Savannah, and Scott. Hello. Christina, Savannah, Scott, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if we're, uh, hopefully, I haven't been too naughty on the show here. I'm assuming that we're, we're talking to a couple of kids. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've been pretty good. I don't think I've dropped much uh, this yeah, episode. Yeah, we, we've been pretty well behaved. We haven't really had a real reason to get uh, ugly or anything like that. But uh, hopefully, they've uh, we're encouraging you to uh, look at the older stuff and realize just because it's old doesn't mean it's like oh, this doesn't hold up. And uh, you know, 
you know, you, you kind of ignore that garbage on Netflix and look up this like more, much more better written and better animated and just superior uh, at, uh, shows of animation and just you know, makes you, it allows you to, to realize that you know what there are some great kick-ass action heroes, male and female, and great villains that you can appreciate and enjoy, and uh, you know inspires you to you know just in, enjoy and seek out quality. You know, don't don't feel like you gotta settle just pass. because they say this is what you what you're into. Like no no no, do not settle. Dig dig and look for the best. You know because your childhood only comes said, once. Yeah, and that's why we said it earlier. Where I said you know like they're writing stuff for kids. That that's just they say this is what kids want to know. It's that's what they're giving kids. And just know that there's a lot of great stuff that's out there. And that's why we discuss this every week. So you want to go back and watch these cartoon episodes we're talking about or read the mini comics and know, wow, there were some really amazing stories told back then. And you could see that it wasn't corny. It wasn't campy as much as people want to say that. When you especially compare it to stuff nowadays where all they do is they're going for laughs and oh, wasn't that funny every three seconds. That's not how it was back then. So you can really see what was the campy stuff, what's the corny stuff, and what's the good story. So, yeah. That, that's I, I want to throw this out to those kids. I, I, I'd like them, you know, if, if they're regular listeners, I would love love them to pick one episode of He-Man or She-Ra and come back next week or at another time and let us know, like, you, you picked one and, you know, if you liked it. Like, I, I just, I'm, I'm assigning some fun homework for these kids. You know, and they're on YouTube, so you, you ain't got to go out and buy them if you don't have them. But just watch one episode of He-Man or She-Ra. You know, I, I, I and you know what? If um, I'm gonna leave it to your, your parent, whoever's with you right now, to recommend if they listen to this podcast, they know episodes that we really like. So, mom, dad, whoever's with the kids, I, I want them to at least watch one great He-Man episode and one great Shira episode, and I want to know their thoughts on that. Even better still, let them give Don't us some reviews. Don't try one up me. Reviews <laughs> from from these kids and tags. I know you on Facebook, so you go ahead. Each of them, make sure that once you they watch whatever episode it is. You can send me through Facebook, and then we can read their reviews live next week right here on Fans of Power. There we go. Uh, All right. I, I want to read a comment that we have here from uh, Michael Gervais. Guys, what an improvement on the look. I'm doing the quotations with my fingers. Look of the show. Love the power surge splitting up the two hosts. It's perfect. So I'm going to pat myself on yeah, the back yeah, for that one. I was curious one. if anybody saw that or if anybody knows. No, they, they did. Know, uh, I, there were a lot of compliments of like, hey, I like how it looks. Uh, it was just that struggle at the beginning with it kind of lagging. But it's been steady now for a while, which I'm honestly genuinely proud of and happy about. Right. So I, I'm going to say uh, for now, for now, this is subject to change. We may eventually go to recording them and uploading them but i i would prefer it if we we did keep the the streaming aspect I like, and, one, know, once, and I know once once joe gets his well. laptop up and he he can acknowledge everybody and read everything in the chat then no, you know that's part of it though oh, it, it's, it, it I, is. Know that's what I know that they love the interaction the experience back and forth we like it too so hopefully it can stay somewhat consistent you know consistent like it is now because you know, it's it's something that I think not only I'd miss, I know they'd miss it as well. Uh, Tags Media did say Savannah thinks the new She-Ra sucks, so uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, all right. She's got a bright future ahead of her. There she's you go. Gonna be, she's going to be Val Victoria for her graduating class, high school, and in college. <laughs> I'm predicting yeah, that right now. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, Ty, I like Tyler it. will write a letter of recommendation to any college that she wants to, to go to. Absolutely, and I'll even be the guest speaker. You know what? I won't even ask for permission I'll, or be invited. I'll just show up. 
<laughs> and just say, you know, like this girl right here, you know, what I'm talking about, you know, and just, just praise the hell out of her. And then like, who the hell are you, sir? I'm a fan of power. Who the hell are you? Uh, Febmon said, now, Nathan, would you stop going to those haunted houses? And it's kind of funny because I went into a couple Walmarts today and there are Walmart exclusive Scooby-Doo figures that are articulated. And I saw the shaggy one and I pulled it off the peg and I looked at Emily and I was like, they made an action figure of me. How about that? Did you buy it? No. <laughs> Fuck no. Well, no, they've already done it before. You know, the figure of Grima Wormtongue. I mean, you know, when you were in Lord of the Rings, oh. I mean, they've already made you a figure form already. Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I watched one flew over the cuckoo's nest uh, recently. Hell yeah. Too. There's Nathan with like puffy, puffy hair. It just, you know? uh, yeah, it pound that red beaver, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sad film. But it is. But so much like, well, the, the in between from there, like the ending is yeah. infinitely depressing with what happens, yeah. but everything that goes on before that, it's just a. Danny DeVito, uh, Danny DeVito, DeVito, Danny <laughs> DeVito, there we go, is, like, he's one of my favorites in that film, because he, Hotel, he, Hotel, yeah, he's just always, like, he's just got that smile on his face, and just staring off into the distance, it's great, oh, God, classic, but, um, God, I, I'm, like, losing my train of thought left and right here, well, I mean, at least you can say DeVito properly, right? Oh, yes, yes. Oh, I, I, I was say, what the hell was uh, going on and on about One Flew the Cuckoo's Nest and talking about Nathan being made to a figure and Nathan getting the shaggy figure? Okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, there we go. I, I had Bring to backtrack back. my roots. Bring it back. Yeah. And Ty, it Tyler back. wore a shirt today. I did wear a shirt for one time only, and uh, I, I will be back next week sporting a, a tank top. It could be my Overlord tank top. It could be my Predator tank top. It could be a brand-new tank top. I've been eyeballing a bunch of uh, kick-ass tank tops, and I still want to get uh, got a couple of designs I want to save for Joe to put together for me as well. So I got some ideas for new tank tops from Transformers and more GI Joe, more He-Man, uh, uh, Thundercats, Brave Star, Silverhawks. There's a bunch of stuff I'm eyeballing to kind of keep the interest alive on my chest. You know what I'm saying? And, and speaking of, I'm using my chest as a billboard. <laughs> It's, a, it's it's free advertising to get people well, like, what is that? Well, I, what is that? Well, I was going to say, speaking of which, if you guys want to click in the description below, uh, feel free to check out Joe Amato's designs on his T Public store. And also check out Beyond Retro Channel. Tyler and I are going to be recording some videos. We're going to do a commentary on a Ninja Turtles episode and G.I. Joe episode next couple days. Yep. So be on the lookout for those. All the links are down below. Joe, back to you. All right, well, uh, it's weird not seen, but I can still say what I always say. We appreciate you being here this week. Hope you enjoyed this episode. For anybody new to this channel, make sure you like, subscribe, share, and also ring that bell so you can always be notified when we go live. And, and we want to thank all of you guys for helping us get to 300 subscribers. I yes. know that yes. for all, most other people are like, oh, it's nothing. But, hell, I, I mean, it's a great that thing. Mean, a good that mean, like, that, dude. That that's a lot. When you really break it down, it is, and really, yeah, you think really of, you think about where Masters is right now, and it, it is sort of a niche thing, and not necessarily yeah. lost to time and the nostalgia from like the the '80s properties, but in a way, sort of is. And you guys being here and subscribing, and listening to these guys every week, is fantastic and the fact that it, no, really, week to week that it, it, it keeps growing every time i log into this account there's always new subs there's some comments at least every week like 
thank you guys for doing everything you do. We do. I yeah, mean, we, yeah, we appreciate uh, all of you guys. And that's why I said it, it means a lot. It really does. So we do appreciate you guys, you know, subbing and listening to us and enjoying us ranting and talking every week. But uh, yeah, I think that was it. So I guess uh, until next time, have a powerful day. See, I was going to give a sentiment about how much I appreciate it. Well, do it. Do it. There's no, still no, time. No. There's still time, and then you give your quote. <laughs> My Joe just, like, guillotined me there. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretend to take a drink out of your coffee mug. There you go. <laughs> He's a great physical comedian there. But, no, yeah, I, I mean, it, it does mean a lot to all 300 people that have subscribed to our channel. I, I want to thank every one of you for doing that because – it's been a struggle for, for me and Joe to feel like, you know, the show is getting gaining momentum with people. And like Nathan said, 300, 300 subscribers is not much in the grand scheme, uh, uh, grand scale of things or grand scheme of things. When you look at a lot of YouTube channels for people who are just, you know, pointing out the most obvious shit on an action figure and they've got thousands and thousands and thousands of subscribers. But, you know, again, like Nathan said, we are a niche topic. All we do is focus on He-Man. And most people are they're just pointing at obvious shit and they get praised for it. Hey, yeah! Red boots! I didn't see that before! But we offer you something a little bit more in-depth. I'd like to thank and um, you appreciate that. And if you, you, you keep tuning in each week and or downloading on Podbean or on iTunes or you know, if you just kind of check in every so often because maybe we're not talking about something that's as uh, exciting to you, but you come back later on. I appreciate everybody, you know, male, female, adult, child, me and Joe and Nathan. We, we you know, we if you're not subscribing or listening, then it kind of becomes disheartening to not do this. So, you know, <laughs> so everybody that's listening, it's um, it's awesome to know that we hit 300. And it's it was it was a big deal to us. It really was. You know, we didn't go out and throw a party and, and, and take Do Joe to a strip bar or something like that, he, he, <laughs> oh, he wouldn't allow us to do that I, anyway. You know, hey, you know, you know what? I kind of feel like Joe would. I, I think he'd be, it was like, Joe, you know, we'll pay for this. Uh, we we asked the cooks in the back specifically on the menu. It's like, well, we'll bring you out some chicken gizzards so you can you can see them take their clothes off, eat your favorite food. We'll Are you kidding? Joe would be like, you know, that, that's nice. Uh, your name is what? Oh, that's great. Well, uh, you, you can't have my food, though. I'm just letting you know you can't have my food. <laughs> or, he, or he looks up on stage and goes, huh. And goes right back to cutting cotton ill style. And, man, what did they put on this? Hey, man, what's my apple pie? You know, that would be true. Just completely oblivious <laughs> to anything going on that's bouncing in front of his face. He's like, ah, shoot, you bother me. And, and as Kevin Sharp is saying, what's up? Thanks, Kevin, for popping hey, in last Kevin, minute. He says, share, 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 like, like, like. And yes, we want to encourage all of you. Like the video, leave comments down below. Share with your friends. Let us know what you think. And uh, Kevin, do you want to come back real soon, bud? If he's in here right now, I'm, I'm giving him uh -oh. The invitation to come back and talk He-Man with hey, us. Hey, Kevin, we're on Skype now, so it might make it a little bit easier. I just you throw that out there. Yeah, it might be so, a little more enticing I, for you. Skype, yeah, so Skype's say, easier in Hangouts, but it, it's a pain in the ass in OBS. So, Kevin, if you are, you guys want to have Kevin on maybe in two weeks? Sure, if he, if he can do it, we can do it, sure. And you right, give Kevin. Your, I just want to make sure I don't get kicked off here. Hold on. Uh, Kevin oh. Sharp says, hell yeah, if I can do Skype. All right. All right. So here, people, we'll have Kevin Sharp back, uh, not this, this coming Sunday, but the following.
on one. All right. And we'll just dedicate it to full-on discussion. So. All right. Well, Tyler, go uh, ahead and well, throw out your quote. All right. If you come back in here. There we go. There. I'll hit you with so many rights. I'm going to beg for a left. You're going to hit me with so many rights. I'm going to beg for a left. Joe No, you're going to beg for You're going to beg for a left. Oh. If you come back in here, I'm going to hit you so many rights. You're going to beg for a left. I don't know why it's saying stream complete right now. What the hell? It's Chuck Norris. Hold on. I'm trying to think of which one. <laughs> no, it's Chuck Norris. I know it's Chuck Norris. Oh, come on. Bruce, Bruce Lee film? No. <sighs> Damn it. Was it Invasion USA? Yes. No. Yeah, good. Okay, good. Yay! Uh, Invasion USA. Yeah, I, I, I think I think like the stream like dropped out for a second and then came back, which is awesome. Which which is annoying. So hopefully people caught all of that. All right. So Invasion USA. There we go. Invasion USA. Yep, that's my quote for the week. All right. All right. See you guys next time. See you guys.